podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sponsored by 1010 Podcasts. The Celtic Exchange, a fresh insight on Celtic Football Club. Welcome to episode 36 of the Celtic Exchange. This is Paddy, again filling in for Tino today, and I'm joined by Miff and James. So it's been a busy week for ourselves again here, we're obviously competing in the Europa League qualifiers and also in the league. Both performances from the team have been the standard that we're looking for and ball in full effect. Miff, how are you feeling about things so far this season? Hi there, James, and hi listeners. I'm actually just quite amazed at where we are in such a short space of time, and that might sound a bit over the score, but... After the Hearts game, I'd kind of steadied myself and prepared myself for, you know, a, an absolute season of flux. And, and what I mean by that is fairly low expectations, probably for a time period, a bit more of the same as to what we'd got um, last season. Just due to the fact that players would be coming in, players would be going out, manager getting used to the league, all that type of thing. Since that, the catalyst of the Jablonek game away and scoring a few goals just seems to really have spurred the team on. And I, I need to say the transformation, it just shows you what confidence does and it shows you the difference in, in having a, a competent manager and the supporters in the stadium. All these factors combined have got me very, very excited and I, I was there yesterday and to me it feels like each performance has got better and better yep. in the past weeks. Yep. What about yourself, James? How are you feeling after that, the last week for, for ourselves? Funny, very much the same as Miff and it's amazing. I'd actually forgotten how I felt after the Hearts and Michelin games and I was feeling that it's going to be up and down, topsy-turvy. Mm-hmm. We're going to be three or four months of this before it settles in and that's all gone away. You right. just don't feel that anymore. It's completely forgotten. Football does that when it's performed in the way that we're seeing. Some great wins, great football. The stats are ridiculous, you know, the, the, the attacks, the shots on goal. So there's work to be done and I'm not one for getting carried away because there's serious work to be done. There's improvements still required in the squad. Mm-hmm. Not just in terms of first team now, but we now you need to start looking at if this is the intensity we're going to play at, we need a bigger squad, we need more depth and yep. I think the board's going to deliver on that this week. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're hearing a few murmurings that we've, we're, we're due to get um, another three in on top of obviously uh, Joseph uh, Juranovic coming in uh, yesterday. So it is promising for us that, um, you know, things are moving in the right direction. One of the things I found very interesting actually on that, we'll come on to signings obviously a wee bit later today, but one of the, the things that I liked was Ange was interviewed last week and he actually made the point, he said there's been a couple of players where we've nearly got it over a line and then I've changed my mind and it's been him saying that so I've changed my mind and I think that just shows you the position he's in and he will be looking at every signing every potential signing um, going through each player and saying can they fit this system can they keep up with this intensity that we're showing and whether or not they're going to you know they're going to fit in with his his philosophy to make those calls last minute obviously as a Celtic fan you want to see players come in but also at the same time I like this approach that we're not rushing it you look at the amount of signings over the last few seasons that have come in and done nothing, you mm. know, and this seems a bit different just now. So, no, it's, it's positive on that. Um, yeah, what a day we had yesterday, obviously, with uh, the game against Dundee, uh, a thrashing again as a second second drubbing from ourselves uh, to an SPFL team. I thought the game yesterday was just a, a show for us just to basically go and lay a further marker down in the head of, of next week's game. What did you make of yesterday's performance, Zermuth? Well, I, I was there and I absolutely loved it. What kind of stands out to me is not, not just in the, in the context of the game against St Mern, even thinking back to the game against Dundee, the game against Michelle at home and the game against Hearts in the, the League Cup 
was we scored we've scored goals, played with great intensity. We could have scored a hell of a lot more. Yeah. And and it's not even ones that are, are close. It's you know, I think Furiashi himself's probably missed three or four within the six yard box. He'd yeah. done it again yesterday, mm-hmm. although yeah. I think safe. he was he was he was weary getting Post. running directly yeah, into yeah. the post you could see <laughs> yeah. he just he was just trying to get something on it so that he could get out the way of the post but it's just it's ferocious the pace mm. is absolutely ferocious and interesting what you said there James about you're, you're probably just needing bodies in so that you can give guys like Ralston Taylor and whoever else a rest because of the amount of ground that they're covering even somebody like McGregor as well who's, who's covering box to box you know effortlessly and it's going to take its toll over the course of a season it's going to take its toll I mean yesterday went there like you say it's back to how things were under Rodgers if you're having a, a wee flutter, Celtic minus two, or mm-hmm. um, win both halves and all, all those types of things, that's immediately what's coming into your head, which is just a, an amazing change in, in mentality from, from what we had to suffer last season. But all we'd hoped for this season was that Celtic were going to flex their muscles bo- both off the park mm-hmm. with the transfer activity they did and the, and the restructuring of the club, which is something that sounds like it's going to be ongoing. And also on the pitch, that players would stand up and be counted and, and show that they were eager to buy into what Andrew's trying to do but also I would say more as a, a sort of sign of contrition to the fans to say right well we know we messed up last season you know whilst whilst the management was clearly shambolic last season I, I don't think the players escape either if I'm being perfectly honest Agreed. you maintain your own standards in life if everything's falling, falling apart around about you then at least be able to say that you've done your own job right and I, I don't think many can say that but in any case not to dwell too, too much on that it's just in life timing is so important the fact that we had it was at four or five home games in the space of two weeks. Mm-hmm. The majority of the fans then being back in the stadium, the team playing the style of football that they're playing, having the char- the type of character we have as manager now, just all those factors coming together at the one time, it's just pushed us on. And that's that's so important. It's so important just to keep up that momentum. Yeah, I think I take your point in the fans there. Maybe not giving that as much credit as we should. Mm-hmm. Having the fans back and having them supporting the team, you know, it's, I've seen this on the match reaction last week, that virtuous cycle of the football's great so the fans support it, the fans support it so the football's great. Yeah. It's just going round and round and everyone's enjoying that. So the fans, you know, deserve the plaudits for, for their part in this as well. Looking at yesterday's game, there's a real sense of everyone's kind of pushing for this together even when Rogic came on it was a standing ovation for a guy that's <laughs> yeah. do you know but it, it, it was like a, not like, like a goal but it was just like it's, it was a if it gone in the summer you wouldn't have minded yeah you know? absolutely I, I think I even said in this show you know maybe time for him to move on a few others as well I'd questioned I even questioned Turnbull at the start of the season oh, and my yeah. word yeah. I'm happy to eat I mean, my words I'd, there I had a scorched earth policy after last season so <laughs> I, I, think, yeah. I think most people did though I mean uh, I, I, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't have spared them do nah. I think yeah. the, only, the only people that get spared were, were two people that have left the building and that was Ayer Nelly and Usi. I think that was that was, that was a bit Turnbull and Welsh and Turnbull was, was Turnbull, Turnbull, I was Turnbull. looking told aren't he? Um, so, some, are, some are still calling for Ayer as well though which you know each of their own in that one but, but ridiculous in my opinion <laughs> um, I thought Ayer was a great player for us and put everything on the line I, but. Again I still have a not, not to dwell too much on mm. this but we're a, we're a Celtic podcast so we talk about <laughs> things Celtic when it came to Ayer I thought Ayer was a great player for us and was a great signing overall mm-hmm. not to Ronnie Dial on that one but I just don't think he is as good as he thinks he is. That that can be, you know, all players should think they're better than they are because that gets you an extra yard yeah. in, in the game. You know, you should always have more self-belief in your ability, maybe not too much. But look at the self-belief that Ralston's got. Ralston's belief is way in excess of his ability and look at how it's transformed him on the park. Absolutely. But again, I think what you're seeing there, and this goes back to the manager, is one of the first acts of Postacoggo was to give, or, or maybe it wasn't the Ange himself, but of, yeah. the, of the new management team 
was to give Ralston an extension. Now, we discussed, that, we discussed that at the time saying he's the only right back in the build, so yeah. He, yeah. he has to get it. Mm-hmm. But Leah Connor was coming back for, for Owen, and well, yeah. he's, went, he's went into the B team, but he was a, a viable candidate at that Absolutely. time to, to have been given that, that faith, and he's just clearly instilled him with confidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, however he's managed to go about it, he's, he's I mean... I, I just can't believe I'm watching the same player. I just cannot believe it. It's it, and again, you actually just feel so happy for him because mm. if you look back at his stats for the past five seasons, you know he could have went to Dundee United. I don't mm-hmm. think they wanted to sign him. St Johnson didn't want to sign him. And what you're seeing now is just a guy filled with confidence who does not look one step out of place in that Celtic team. And I remember when he was 16, he signed with uh, Queens Park on loan. Gus McPherson, it was in charge at the time. And obviously, it's a lower league. I understand that, but um, for a 16 year old. The report he got from McPherson was, you know, he just needs to play. He just needs to play. Now, for me, the times I've seen Tony play, I've, I've kind of just thought that he looks a bit too rigid, maybe not fluid enough for the system that we try to play. But the amount of games he's been playing lately, like, I, I, I still think, I still think more right backs need to come in. But no longer am I saying that he's he's not there to chat the door and try and get a start anymore. I think he's more of, he's definitely on that one year extension. And he's definitely going to be knocking on the door to try and get a place. I was talking to the guys yesterday about the potential lineup for Sunday next week, and he's he's a starter for me. Albeit the new guys in, just because he's got this momentum, mm-hmm. I would I'd probably start him. But I just think no, I'm 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 so happy again to eat my words and something like that there as well. I'll, I'll eat my words all season if it means that we're we're producing good players and and yep. and watching them go and do well. It was it's really refreshing to see. You're looking to me start on Sunday and you're not terrified. You know, no. six weeks ago, if you told me that else was going to start <laughs> on Sunday, you'd be like, "Oh, what's going on? Exactly. What, what happened to the transfers?" You know. Yeah. I'm not worried about that at all. He's still got work to do in his game. Mm-hmm. You know, like all players do. But he's definitely a pick for me for Sunday, no doubt. His link-up play, I think, with both Forrest yeah. and Abada has been lovely he lately was, as well. He was doing like, mad diagonal passes yesterday. <laughs> know, you know, it's just know. great to see. One of the things I would also kind of like to look at uh, from yesterday's game is the horrendous challenge from Mr Power on Tumble. A few from where I was sitting were saying, no, no, didn't, didn't think it was a red. I've seen it back. It's a shocker. It's reckless. I, I think, uh, firstly... An Alan Power red card at Celtic Park has been three or four, maybe even five years in the making. So yeah, yeah. Um, he's only making up for lost time. Secondly, when you watch replays, it will undoubtedly be slowed down. Mm-hmm. At the time, watching it live, the speed and ferocity with yeah. which he went in with that tackle, it is only by good grace that David Turnbull got his foot off the ground. Because yeah, if, if, if he planted, didn't, yeah, yeah. if he didn't, just ra- he just raised it just a millisecond yeah, right. before the contact. If he hadn't raised that foot, you're talking an absolute undoubted broken ankle yeah. it was a ridiculous challenge and all that was is a limited player mm-hmm. trying to bully you know St Byrne were getting blown away yeah. and doing the age old kind of British tactic of if you can't get near them kick them I have, I have no problem with that mm-hmm. as long as it's you know within, within reason that was an absolute shocker an be. absolute shocker and if a, if a Celtic player had done that and received a red card I can honestly say quite rightly they deserve to go mm-hmm. I mean there's yeah. a couple Ralston tried earlier in this season that <laughs> yeah. could have probably merited a red card but, but he stuff like that. It's, the, it's the intensity or, or the speed the velocity with which you get into he was nowhere the ball was away I mean the ball was honestly a good aye. five yards aye. away from well, him touched that away from him it was, it, it was a ridiculous tackle and, and I just think to myself you know if I was a St Byrne player an experienced player like that flying into a tackle like that out in the wing at that time of the game it's just a nonsense yeah I think there's a, a further point as well so Willie Collum has applied the rules there so if you are going to bring that type of game to us 
and the rules are applied, then that's absolutely fine. There's a responsibility in the media where guys are hiding away from this and saying, oh, it's a yellow and a half and all this absolute nonsense. That's a red card in any league in the world. Mm -hmm. And if the media's trying to defend that or trying to say that's just our game, then what game do we have? What kind of football do we want to export? I've spoken about it before that the rules are there. Look at the referee we had on Thursday night against Alkmaar. Mm -hmm. Just applied the rules really fairly, kept the game flowing, called things when they needed to be called, didn't mess about. That's what we want to see in Scottish football. But between the referees and the media, they're trying to make this game less than it could be. The other point on it is the standard of refereeing St Mirren's perfectly legitimate goal chalked off for offside. Mm -hmm. So, you know, where's where's the actual, what's the, the implications for Willie Collum or his linesman for missing that? None. You're right, there is, there is none. There seems to be like a, a, a set basis on that. Yeah, you think about the amount of times we've been possibly, in our in our view, been done out of like a, a, a harsh red card in Europe and stuff like that. When actually the referees are playing it to the letter of the law, so much actually does get lit away in this league. Um, a definite, obviously, we know yesterday's a definite red card, but to have that doubt just shows you that where people's views are on our refereeing and yeah. why they think, no, oh, that that's up for Aye. debate. That, that's a, just a black and white issue. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a red card all yeah. day. No, definitely, I think it's a it's a reckless tackle as we've seen. Crazy. How 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 far into the game? Maybe what twenty minutes tops. Eight, eighteen minutes. Eight, eighteen yeah. minutes. And actually, I was I was kind of looking at the way St Mirren set up yesterday. I think Goodwin actually done a great job with him last season. Mm -hmm. And I was interested to see how they would kind of play um, play against us. And, you know, there were still elements of the game. They were trying to play the ball out yep. to the back. And I thought to myself, that's brave, considering you're down to 10 men. But what impressed me so much is how quick we were closing them down yesterday. Getting the ball back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, me and the guy that I sit next to actually commented on we said fair play to St Mirren because they didn't crumple in any way Celtic did batter them in the first half but they still they get, to the point where a few times when they went forward they kind of looked dangerous they still mm -hmm. managed to look dangerous with 10 men even at the start of the second half they had a wee spell where they had his hemmed in and things like that so no, I think St Mirren came away for they gave me some credit yesterday and, and to be fair the keepers probably had a poor game Yeah, but by the same token you know that that's not a paint over the fact we could have scored many more goals than, than what we did and I think that's where you know, you heard the, the manager speaking after the game, you heard Postacoglu speaking, saying that what pleased him so much was the fact that when they went down to 10 men, we still continued to put them under that pressure. Yeah. There is that temptation. I dare say under yeah. Rodgers at 2-0 up, under 10 men, it would have been death by possession and after that. It's a horrible second half to watch that. Aye. You know, you're just sitting waiting for the final Aye. whistle, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and by the way, you know, more than one way to skin a cat, but what we're watching just now, that's the way it's going to be. And, and there's still, it's football on a knife edge for me, but I'll take it. Uh -huh. um, you know, we, we might actually take, especially when we go away from home, by chasing the game the way we do, we might take a couple of cuffings on the road because we're just not going to compromise on how, how we play. Mm -hmm. I think more suited, this style of play probably going to be more suited in the Europa League. I think um, if we if we do qualify on Thursday, I think that's going to be interesting to see who we're, we're paired against. It's a, it's a tougher competition this season, as we already know. But it's only, it's only guys top goes through and there's a playoff it's for the second place, is that right? Something like that. I think it has yeah, changed this year, yeah, because there's yeah. a few... Can, I think yeah. I think even third in the group can drop into the Europa Conference and the, right. the, the knockout uh, stages of that as well. Uh, need to read, need to do my, my <laughs> research on that, James. Yesterday was incredible. Like you say, they had everything getting chased down to the last minute and even Ayeti coming on and making that sixth goal as well. You know, I've tapped him for top 
top goal scorer this season. I don't think that's going to happen. But, you know, just the intensity, just to keep pushing and mm. keep pushing and make that goal. It's It's been brilliant to watch so far. It really is. Takes us on to Thursday. So obviously we're over in Alkmaar, the AFAS Stadion. And it's it's looking as if it's going to be a difficult game for me. I don't think this tie's finished, guys. What do you make about it yourselves? The tie's never finished at, yeah. at 2-0. What I would say is we'll score out there because we're just playing that level of football that, you know, we'll get chances. You know, it'll be an open game. I thought they did really impress me last week, just mm-hmm. their whole yeah. system, the yeah. way they set up, the way they applied their, their strategy and their tactics. But that made it that kind of open game because we're both kind of playing the same kind of football. So that'll go again on Thursday. We will score. So they need to score four to go through. And to be fair, they should have scored. I think the, the save for Hart, the, mm-hmm. the, the chance the boy put over the bar was just, oh, jeez. Yeah. I was about for not even to hit the target. You know, they, they, they did through their play they did probably earn a goal but, but we should have scored more right, as well no, right, right, exactly and, and the double it's save only, at the end the, the double save at the end is yeah. actually what's kept them in the tie yeah. Yeah, um, you know so after all that after thinking that they were a really dangerous team they probably should have scored they started the game well they did a wee part in the middle of the game where they, they started the second half where they played really well we kept at it mm-hmm. we should have scored more and then that double save at the end we could even call it a trail save because the guys then headed yeah, off the line from Montgomery as well uh, that, I think that was the tie but that, there and then mm-hmm. yeah. but that's the beauty of Football. The beauty of football, but also the beauty point at this level. This is the, the level, see, like you mentioned there with the Europa League. If we can get ourselves playing like that against decent opposition, like that, then it just builds that excitement. It, it You're actually going to try and go toe to toe with these guys instead of our, our previous approach in Europe, which has been a bit, you know, I think under Rodgers, it was fairly naive trying yeah. to do it at Champions League level. Although, by the sounds of recent Ange interviews, I think he's, he would probably try to do something similar. Aye. But it just means that, you know, it's an important thing for the fans, I think, just to have that investment in the team mm-hmm. and belief that we are at a certain level. And for me, that should be Europa League level. And I want to see us have an extended run. Oh, absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. I think a run this season would be great for 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 everyone. To be honest, a lot of people. I, I wasn't saying that at the start of the season. No, no <laughs> I'm only saying well, that now because I've seen the team after a few weeks. Well, this is the thing. This is like you're spot on. A couple of weeks ago, you know, to say we're going into AZ Altmar and taking two goals off them and and you know going over. Well, we should have scored more the other day. I wouldn't have said that we would have. Um, we would definitely score over there. I wouldn't have said that two, three weeks ago. Oh no, no you chance. Know? No, no. I am. Um, and now, now I just think that. I, I seen someone write a post the other day about if um, if Hart didn't make that save and that goes in, it's a, it's a different game. I don't think so. I think at Celtic Park just now, we're just it's the it's the quickest I've seen us move the ball. I think teams are teams are thing. really really struggling against us. I also, think Andrew doesn't have a different game. Yeah, you know, yeah. if it was two one, if he'd drawn two each, if he'd lost three two, he's playing the same game on Thursday. Total Ange ball. <laughs> I, and, and I think you saw that. You take it off with a smooth. I think you saw that against Mitchell and Hearts. Mm-hmm. If, if you actually got to reference the full season against Mitchell, I think we all felt really frustrated because we were the better team across the th- things were clicking, but yeah. we were short in personnel. We, yeah, and, and, and we just never maybe had somebody to turn to mm-hmm. just to help us. Again, I still go back to the you know you talk about momentum and all, all those types of things. The beat on sending off killed that that mm. tie. You know yeah. the home leg we were absolutely Aye, battering them. Then beat ons off and and everything just kind of drains away. I still think. Hearts, Mitchelland, we still played reasonably well, had a lot of the ball. Yeah. There just wasn't a lot of probably chance creation. And that's that's the thing that's changed. There's that's also the a, thing that's completely changed. I agree with you. And there's also that um, huge element of trust between the midfield and the defence that I kind of spoke about a few weeks ago as well. That seems to have grown a lot more. Mm. I still think we're kind of seeing some issues down the left with Greg Taylor. Again, I'll, I'll have a wee look at signings later on because it's kind of worrying me that side. But having said that, I actually thought 
in spells he was okay yesterday. Uh, he was okay yesterday. Yeah, but he was very poor midweek. Yeah, yeah. I just think the occasion's maybe too big for him. I, th- I think the, the the team's too big for him. I think he could go and easily play quite comfortably at Kilmarnock, like like he did, and he got his move because he had a great season. Mm-hmm. But we we forget that he was defending and he wasn't yeah. attacking. I just think uh, he's a wee bit out of his depth, in my opinion. But then I've said this about a few players, so he'll be player of the year. I, yeah. I think it, I think what what I picked up of or what I have picked up of him so far this season he is spending all his time centrally and, and his use of the ball has vastly improved mm-hmm. I mean I think that's the past couple of league games he's, he's had assists or the past couple of home games he, he's had assists where I think he set up Turnbull's goal mm-hmm. against Jablonek and he set up um, Abadis header yesterday so the thing I like about Taylor is his attitude he doesn't mm-hmm. shy away what, what Taylor's problem is is that he seems to hesitate for that half mm-hmm. second yeah. when he's on the ball. Even so even at the ones. Even mm-hmm. even but the pass is on and he almost goes, Oh, I can't do and, that. And by the time he's done that, closed it's up. closed off. He goes then ends up going down kind of a wee rabbit hole. Yeah. He has to turn out, it kind of slows the game down a wee bit. And you hear fans moaning and groaning at him when really what all he's done is he's just played at like, a plan C safe, safe option when he could have just got that ball away a wee bit quicker and I just hope he's still relatively young mm-hmm. you know he's probably also if you're being fair to him he himself's probably been worried about Rangers early season form you know that will have affected his game <laughs> as well so he, he just I think he just has to get that wee half step quicker and once he does he's just going to fit in well because one thing and I keep saying this to my mates you know Greg Taylor's a bit of a boy and I think any sort of defence of him generally gets met with criticism so I, I've been trying to stick up for him a wee bit yeah. and I, I think much like Ralston, mm-hmm. Ange wouldn't be able to play the way he wants to play without them because of the work that they cover, the, 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 the ground that they cover. I just, I just think that the two of them are, are very, very well. Upon. No, no, absolutely. Players like that, I, I, absolutely. It doesn't mean they can't be improved upon. No, no, I, I'm not talking about technique. No. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the ground that they cover, the work rate that they put in. Yeah, but you can get, you can get players that cover that ground yes, and yes. have better technique. Mm, well, yes, but within the squad that he inherited, of course, I think absolutely. You know, it, they they are playing above a level, both of them, that they've ever played to before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think, like now, T- Taylor was poor last season. Mm-hmm. In fact, very poor. Wasn't so bad the season before, but I, I would say that he was he was poor last season. He's he's playing at a, a much much higher level now, and I think I think Lee Ralston has earned his place in the squad. That's my my opinion in Taylor. That's fair enough. I think you, with what you're saying regarding his, some of his assists, so and you made a good point about him hesitating. He's a, he acts on instinct. I think he's more like the ball's played to him, and he knows he needs to put it in straight away. If he's running onto it, he will. If he's got time to think, that's the, a problem. The, the amount of times he hits the the first man, yeah, even yeah, done yeah. again yesterday when he had time and space, yeah. there, there wasn't an excuse really for him doing it. And I th- I think it's almost like a. I don't know, it's like he just has a brain fade when he gets out there, he just he puts his head down and hits it. I, I would just like to see him just be a bit more composed at times. But again, as I say, he is a whipping boy. I don't I don't think he is as bad as people make out. But he was particularly poor against Altmar. I will agree with that. He, he, he did that. That was one of those games where almost every decision he made seemed to be the wrong one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the occasion thing I'm getting him back to as well. And that's where, you know, that, that separates the good for the bad, in my opinion. Obviously, he's likely to start again on Thursday. It's a quarter past seven kickoff on Thursday, just to put that out there for ease in case everyone's expecting the old quarter to eight number. <laughs> I've been caught out with that before. But it's... I think it's shame up to be a good game. I, like I say, I'm still very nervy. Not to say that I don't have any faith in this uh, this team. I really do. I think we will score. I'm just more of the opinion that, you know, Celtic in Europe, we know we know this uh, scenario. We know that it's going to be a full house over there. It'll be, it'll be loud. It's who stands up to it. And I think, actually, from what I've seen so far, they will. They will stand up to it. And I think we, we, we will go through on Thursday. I think it'll be a hard game, but I, I get belief that we'll do it. See if you see if I can change the goalie. Be terrified for Thursday. No, I agree. I, I think Hart will have a big game on Thursday night. 
if we were going into that with Bain and Barkas as the options, he'd be going, right, geez, we need to score three or four here because they'll score five or six. He's really thriving off this role oh, just now, Joe yeah, Hart. Yeah. And, and, and obviously he's come under criticism in his former clubs. And when you're in a Premier League team, it's not more the fact that there's the team's full of leaders. It's full of big, big wages. And I think he's someone that's obviously, he's had a few mistakes when he was at City. He's tried to come into other changing rooms, probably tried to implement his confidence, his leadership onto that, and maybe not maybe not succeeded. Mm. I think everyone he's worked with has got on well with him. Seems but, to be well liked. Yeah, he seems to be thriving here. I've, I've clocked that a couple of times. But yeah, here's hoping Thursday we, we can do it. What are you expecting? I'll stick my two each. Two each? Yep. Right, ropey. I, th- I think I think we'll get beat two one, but we'll get through. I'm going to go just a cautious one now. I think we'll keep a clean sheet against them again. We win uh, one now, like that. Uh, we'll see. Right. We'll see. We can talk about it in the next one. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> but we're going through. That's the main thing. Doesn't matter what well, happens. Exactly, we're going through. Exactly. I'm working through. So that's the main. No, the good thing is, is it's definitely group football to December again for us, which you know as well. Love. Go into the conference yeah. and win it. Uh, yeah. Happy days. Yeah. Especially if Spurs get knocked out, they get beaten Thursday as well. Moving on from that, we have a lovely wee journey back across the water. And, you know, we'll be tucked up in bed, probably ready to have a nice wee training session on Friday. And that's leading us into the game on Sunday. That lot seem to be having to uh, have a a big journey from Armenia. And it's, you know, it's looking like everything is kind of aligning for us to go into this game and be ready for it. It's obviously a Celtic Rangers game. They're all different. But I don't know about you guys, the football we've been playing, what I've been seeing so far and what I've seen from them so far, I'm fairly confident about that one as well. What are you thinking? I'm keeping my feet in the ground. I'm just going to look at it like it looks like any other game. It's not really about them. It's not about the occasion. It's about our team, our game, the way we play. It'll go out the exact same. It'll be attacking football. They won't have played anyone with this, this kind of form and setup. This Rangers team has never played anyone with this form and setup. Mm-hmm. This calibre, this pace, this intensity. If we go out and just do that, we'll win comfortably. If we get overawed by the occasion, which I don't think we will, then it'll be tricky. What about yourself, man? I'm, I'm never confident getting into these games, if I'm, if I'm honest. I just a pessimist. I kind of grown up, going to high school in the 90s and <laughs> playing well against them and Still managing to get beaten. I, I don't know. I think that's just left a scar on me. <laughs> what, what I will say is though, the the nature of the start of the season, and I'd seen it in more than one place when the, the fixtures were announced at Common School. I thought as we could have been going here to fall nine points behind or something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. because because we had a relatively tough start to the season added in with European football and things like that. Actually, when you look at it in reality, the home games that, that we've had have, have turned out to be pretty favourable but that's due to the way that we've been playing based in last season's form those home games would have been tough games for us yeah um, beat us last season yeah, yeah. you know yeah. so it's 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 one of those ones I'm just completely buoyed by the fact that we're, we're going into it with momentum and form beyond what I could ever have imagined I, I think one or two things will happen I think we'll either win handsomely or get beat comfortably I, I don't think it's going to be anywhere in between and I just pray to God it's us winning handsomely it could be the, the final exposure of the myth that was Rangers last year and all the other factors that went around that. So the opportunity is there for Celtic to deliver that. 100% with you on that. 100% with you. I think we match up fairly well with them now. And I, you go back to kind of the style of football that we're playing under Ange and you kind of look at, they've got Davis, who is a good player. I would never ever take that away. You've also got Kamara and you've also got Arfield and you've got a Rebo. For me, this midfield that we have at the moment runs over that. It needs to. I think from the get-go, it needs to. And I think that's going to be the, the crucial point in the game. See, I was talking to a few of the guys that were worried about Starfelt up against Morelos. You nullify you nullify any ball up to Morelos, mm. and that's not a worry. Yeah. That's not a worry. And I know it's easier said than done, but feeling very confident, and I know you don't like saying that going into these games, but just how quick we are. As I, I, I said it earlier, I've, I've said it to the boys yesterday, 
this link-up play, this build-up play is quicker for me than what it was under Rodgers. Oh, yeah. It's, and it's yeah. more direct. Absolutely. It's more dynamic. What would you think then, starting-wise, what would you think for the team next week? You, obviously, we're looking at heart and goals, but are you happy with that back four you, just for what's going on? Yeah, I think yeah. you're going to be. I don't think you make any changes. You're, you're, we're going to want to see what your Aramich can do. I don't think he's going to feature on Thursday night, so you can't really throw him in there cold. You could, if you had a disaster at right back, you don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. We, we did at the start of the season, yeah. but with the same guy, we now don't. So I think the back four stays the same. The questions, and they're not questions, they're really positive questions and challenges mm-hmm. are, which best player do you want in midfield? Which best player do you want up front yeah. you know, you've got options on Forrest, Abada, Kyogo, Eddie up front you've got Christie, Turnbull you know McGregor, McCarthy yeah. there's, there's a lot of uh, Rogic oh, you know what I mean God, I know, I know. You know but see three weeks ago you'd be going well Rogic might feature he might not but the last three weeks he's just been so phenomenal You yeah. see when he was out yesterday I was like oh that's disappointing yeah obviously I think with the the, the, the lineup for next week it, it, I think the, the back of four and the keeper obviously that, that that's set for me I think you've kind of got to look at we didn't think three weeks ago we were going to have these options, you know. And and for me, one of the things I was thinking about yesterday is I looked at Kyle going out on the left and I still thought, you know, he was influential to a certain ex- extent, but he's got to be through so. the middle. 100%. So. And I'd like yeah. to see Eddie in the left. I would. Maybe, aye. He yeah. can clearly do it. He's yep. done it at Ibrox. Yep. Uh-huh. I remember yeah. that. The one thing that's so noticeable to me, and, and I think it's, I've just been desperate to see it and I'm just so happy to see it, is just seeing the weight that has been lifted off Odson Edwards' shoulders. Mm-hmm. And that's thanks to Ange. It's just, it's like watching Eddie playing football again because last season it wasn't. Yeah. And I'm, I'm actually just happy for him. Same. <laughs> I know that might sound daft. Yeah. But, you know, he's a young guy. He's took a gamble in his career coming across here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's been paid handsomely to do so and that, that's fine. But he's still a young guy, probably had other safer options to take, came over here, has been pretty much sensational for his bar last season for, you know, all the reasons that we know. And to see him just coming back into himself and being that player again, I think he's getting there. I don't think he's he, there. He's not, he's not there yet, no, but yeah. even the effort he's putting in, the way he's moving about the park is completely different to what, the way he was last season. Yeah. And I just hope, you know, however this ends, I just hope it ends positively for us and him. Whether that be he gets his big move, whether that be he stays, scores a good number of goals mm-hmm. and, and wins us something. Mm-hmm. Whatever it might be, I, I just hope it ends positively. The, yeah. the idea for me on this with, with Edward is that when obviously we'd kind of just seen Ange come in, one of the f- first things he said that if you know if you show the right attitude, no matter if you're yeah. thinking about leaving, if you show the right attitude, then you're part of the setup. And he has. I think he's been low in confidence in your spot on. I think he's still to hit that level that we know he can hit. But there's this wee signs for me. I, I've said a couple of weeks ago on this show that I think he'll stay. I still have this wee feeling that he will. His reaction with the crowds, his reaction with some of his goals lately, just... There's a love again. There's a love for playing football again. And I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but imagine him on the left tearing up Tavernier and and Goldson. Absolutely. All day. Yeah. All day. That's what I'd have him. I I think, see what you mentioned there about the crowds. I think that's kind of my point is that everybody wants to love him. We all want to love him. Just because we know how good he is. And I think he absolutely feeds off that. You know, you can see the difference in his body language when he's on the pitch, even when he's coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. You can see that he's he's straining to get involved in the game and do his bit for the team. And he did have an impact when he came on on Thursday. He almost scored, yeah. but he, he really chased things down and, and kept up the tempo that, that the team had set. I seen somebody put on Twitter yesterday, they would rather Edward stayed for a season so we could sing his song for another season rather than sell him. Happy and I would, I would happily yeah. <laughs> agree to that. Stone Roses and Celtic oh, combined. Just die. Two of my favourite Magic. Things. See, <laughs> hearing, <laughs> hearing it yesterday, it's just, it nice. it's magic. It's, it's nice absolutely magic. It's nice hearing it ring around the stadium ah, again. Brilliant. Definitely. Brilliant. But like, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, and just a reminder to everyone, 
Celtic are in a good position on this in a sense, right? Obviously, we would want profit. I don't think they're going to get it. I don't think that the, the, the release clause with PSG means that if we make 15 to 20 million, it's probably not worthwhile selling them. Whereas if you keep them, you keep them motivated, explain the situation and just obviously, we win this league this season. It's looking very likely that it's, it's automatic qualification. I think there's someone needs to qualify, which is likely to happen from another yeah. league. That's your 40 million right there, you know, and then let them go. Let them the, go for the, that. The other issue is the trust issue. You know, mm -hmm. if, if we get last season's Eddie, is he going to give you that performance that gets you the league? For me, I've, I've got a trust issue on that, that you could raise those those standards again. Mm -hmm. he's, he's shown that he's getting there. Personally, for me, I think a clean break is is what's best. Get him out, recycle the cash into two new strikers. Even if it was down at the kind of 15, 14 million level, mm -hmm. I think, you know, we just move on. You know, that's it's not a very popular opinion. I get no. shouted at by Joe Doyle for that. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I, I see where you're coming from, but the, the third option is get the checkbook out and you do a year extension, a la Armstrong. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. on the basis that, right, you've shown is this, so... I, I, again, I don't really think that is an option if I'm being honest, but it doesn't seem to be one that's been discussed. It, like you say, James, it's, it's one or the other. We either sell him or we keep him and then we know he's got to go. I think if you maybe try and get him the year extension and say it be cash in next summer, mm -hmm. he is then incentivised to mm -hmm. give us that Yeah, the performance gets on the move. Bit of creativity from the board, yeah. yeah. My thinking is if he does potentially leave at the end of next season and if you're talking about the performances dropping, no one's came for him this summer so far, or they have and they've been put off by the wage demands apparently. If you're kind of looking at yourself as Edward, you, you know the level that you can play at, you know it just comes down to confidence. There's something in me that seems to be that he's really buying into what Ange's doing. And I'd like to think that, you know, he would say to himself, right, if I'm going next year, then I'm just going to throw myself into this season and get that good move. Because clubs, they're not going to pay a transfer fee, it's all going to be down to wages. Mm. So they're going to come in and take him and it'll be bigger clubs that are getting mentioned just now in my Definitely. opinion I'll be sniffing yeah. about him now because it's worth the risk so for him if he does stay on that basis I I, I think he'll try a gut I, I really do I think he'll, uh, he'll put in the performances we want and also he'll look at the likes of Kyogo coming in hitting the ground running and just be thinking oh I want that adulation again you know yeah. and it's a brilliant front line at the moment for next week I was kind of thinking about what our, our, our bench would kind of be like as well and if we don't start a badder um, a bad starts. 100%. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that, but, but they might look at Forrest on the experience side of things. However, Ibrox hasn't been a famous stomping ground for him at all, no. to be honest. But either of them, if they're going to be on the bench, what an impact player to bring on. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're kind of getting it at the moment as well. That's and that's strange, just yeah. that's refreshing. What's the views on Forrest potentially starting, lads? Given that he wasn't in the squad, I, I, and again, I'm assuming that was a complete rest. I would think that he's more likely to start, but he's going to start one of the two. He yeah. was either Alkmaar or Rangers. I don't think Ange's the type just to go with experience. I think Ange's pretty hot on a badder. So, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I would see him starting. I think you're more likely to have Christie playing in the left. I think Eddie, Eddie and Forrest will be on the bench. That's my prediction. Eddie, yeah. right, so Kyogo, Abada Kyogo, and Christie. That's interesting, you know, and that can that can be very effective. Yeah. Aye. Purely yeah. for Christie's Christie's yeah. work rate. That's and what you've got uh, McGregor, Turnbull and Rogic. McGregor, Turnbull and Rogic. Midfield. Yeah, I mean that's a strong six. Replace the players, it's, it's still a strong six. I know. What a good position. You know, yeah. and And that's us talking about Eddie and Forrest being dropped. I, I know, mean, I, I, you I know. know. Are well no dropped on the bench. You know what I mean? McCarthy on the bench. The bench. McCarthy's on the bench. However, a few of the guys in the bus yesterday talking to we home thought that we would go McGregor McCarthy 
facility, so maybe Rogic missing out there. I just don't think Angie's got that, you know, because that is that's a defensive move. Yeah. Well, you could still have McCarthy sitting doing the defending. With I, I, you could, I, know, I know McGregor, McGregor yeah. playing further yeah. on it is, is no but loss, it's, but it's, it's slightly more defensive. The, the other thing is, I, I think in recent games, Rogic has come off and McCarthy's come on, and you can see that that just isn't a like for mm-hmm. change, no, no. even the way that the so, teams kind of started passing. Someone's the ball. moving back. It's I those pockets in, that Rogic picks up that's oh, just yeah. that's phenomenal. I think on Thursday and even yesterday, we were trying to open the subject media, kind of going, Well, where do you go and try and what does that mean to the system? Yep, that kind of thing. It's not like Lenin when it was just like, I'll put you on and you know just just stay there just run about aye, there just like run fast that's not a position yeah, <laughs> no, no. no that, definitely and it's, it's this depth that we're building it's good to see one of the things i would say about mccarthy i don't know if he would start I, and my thinking with mccarthy is, is that for- i don't think he's ready yet obviously i know he'll, 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 he'll be trying very hard to get he up to speed like to, for it. oh absolutely <laughs> could he come on you know for winning two or three I hope maybe bring him on kind of just settle things he's that type of player that we, we possibly need at Ibrox too and that's another debate but I just don't think he's going to be uh, match ready in my opinion yeah. he's an awfully confident lad have you been seeing this? he's an awfully confident uh, have you watched this the last three weeks? Just, these games terrify me I know I know you know, it's, it's funny what reading from the other side and they're talking about the, the, the level and the calibre that we've been playing against Again, I go back to what we'd kind of seen on Thursday night from them, and if that's the level and the calibre that they're playing against and struggling, yeah, I think we, we can be optimistic. Alma are above our level at the moment, yeah, yeah, and they're way, way above Rangers' level. Yeah. So. What what I'll say is, um, without dwelling too much on on, on Rangers, is that from I've not watched much of them, but I'm just going on, you know, guys, them friendly and stuff like that. Is that it seems that Kent isn't at it at all, yeah, and that's the that's the problem. However, did you see one, his talk the other thing, night? With a high the one thing I will say about Ryan Kent, he plays well against us. It is, he's just one of those guys that uh-huh, likes uh-huh. the occasion. He plays well against us, yeah. so it'll just be interesting to see how that develops. It's a it's a difficult one that because it's um it's three days before the window shuts and you know, does he keep himself does he keep himself injury free? You know, does he try hundred percent or does he try fifty and maybe he gets that we move to Is it Leeds? Leeds, Leeds, are, Leeds have been after him for a while, other clubs are available. Uh, you know and and it'll be funny watching the 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 transfer uh, revelations ramp up this week do you you think we'll have MD leave other other than Eddie Eddie, he's the obvious one do you think I don't think think Christy will go I'm I'm more positive about Christy potentially signing a contract now than I I was in the last few weeks there seems to be something happening in the background there's more positive noises than we're getting before so Mm -hmm. it looks like just Eddie if anyone at all again even an an extension scenario there with Christy would be a good thing you know just just saying stay for another Season, that, that then you go in the summer works for everyone. Um, because clearly, what you've seen with Christie probably more so than Edward is, is the attitude. I mean, I, I think Christie is the absolute embodiment of how Ange wants to play the game. Yeah, I agree. Fast pace, energy, creativity, but almost that just that absolutely solid work ethic yeah. as well. A point on Christie that relates to Kyogo in the centre. I think he's missing Kyogo in the centre. He's not getting those, you know, running Aye. across the line, you know. On the shoulder, he yeah. loves, he loves that straight ball. He loves that straight ball for the diagonal. He takes out two defenders, uh, and he, he done yeah. one yesterday right in Edward's feet yeah. in the second half. Just a right wee cute ball around the corner. Yeah. When he, like Edward just kind of killed it, and he never quite get the shot away. But Christy just offers you that wee something. Yeah, but see, see, at one point I know we're, we're obviously going back onto the game for us. At one point as well, Christy played Edward in, and Edward played this incredible back heel back to him. It was the movement of Christy off the ball, mm-hmm. how quick he was. Aye, he did. Yeah. Oh, it was, it it's was just, beautiful to watch. And again, it's great to see him back at that. Aye. You know, it, it, so many of the players were weighed down yeah. last season. And I, and I was thinking to myself, I'm going completely off tangent here. You know, <laughs> That's not the first time. <laughs> Tino, Tino will be pulling his hair out when yep. he's listening to this. Um, <laughs> he calls it a mythologue. <laughs> when, when, you, when you think about guys like Frimpong, Ayer, 
Mm-hmm. Elliot Anussi. We just had the wrong manager last year. Oh, God, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Some personnel as well, but definitely the wrong manager. Yeah. Well, you, absolutely. That's me finished. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's quite, quite <laughs> Sign sealed delivered, mate. <laughs> no, one, of the, uh, one of the things on that, though, is, is, is again, Christy was interviewed not too long ago, and the difference from last year was, or the managers told me, or sorry, the gaffers told me to shoot on site to the gaffers got a plan for each of us. Yeah. The differences yeah. in that, you know, yeah. it's not, not clicking a box in football manager anymore, you know, it's it's actually talking to your players, letting them know the system and it's it's great to see. But this is what Rogers did. It's yeah. Like, this is you, this is your piece in the puzzle yeah. and this is what I want you to do. Here's what you're great at, here's what you need to improve at. Yeah. You weren't getting that last season at all. Absolutely. So we're back to professional management. Detail, detail yeah. in the game. Yeah. Each, each and every game and it's great to see. Yeah. On that one then guys, what's your prediction for Sunday? James. Oh. Jockstein said only a fool would want to predict a game like that, you know. <laughs> oh man. I know. <laughs> 4 0. Oh, oh I like it. I like it. Today, am I? <laughs> Celtic. Celtic, of yeah. course. Math. 2 0 Celtic. 2 0 Celtic. I'm with you on that one. Uh, only because I'm on a Celtic podcast. Uh, I feel I need to put something pro. I'm, I, I'm a wee bit, a wee bit fearful, but no, 2 0 Celtic. When, when do we score those goals? Uh, <sighs> second half. Both late. Once we've worn them down. Oh, my bet will be down if that happens the second half. Once we've worn them down. Oh, no, but I go each half then, Paddy. So you can basically take one both halves. There you go, mate. Win the corners each half and all. <laughs> I think for me, 2 0 as well. And I'd like to see his kind of go out, take charge of the game, get an early goal, and then just not soak up. This team does the soak up pressure. This team mm. puts pressure on, and I think it will. And I think we're, we're in a good position. And I, I, again, one of the podcasts about a month ago, I was not saying that, but here I am, eat my words. It's good. I said you during the week, you know, there's there's my kind of, you know, cautious, let's not get carried away mm-hmm. self. Mm-hmm. And then there's my logical, can you see the football we're playing? Absolutely. Can you see the opposition we're playing? How can it go any other way? Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. What, what I'll say on that is, I do think. Rangers are better than how they're playing at the minute. However, we are like anything else that happens much like the roles are reversed for what happened last season. Mm. Celtic were the ones stuttering and not really showing any sort of fluency. Rangers were the one that kind of hurt their stride early season, culminating in the, the game mm-hmm. in October, was it? Was it yeah, yeah, October? yeah. We moved to October. And, and that, you know, Celtic's performance was just fairly tepid. Yeah. It, it, it seems like the roles are actually reversed coming yeah. into this fiction. Yeah. Celtic are the ones getting in with a bit of momentum, you yeah. know, fluidity in their play. Rangers are the ones that are a bit stop start. I mean, by, by all accounts the last couple of performances have been have been fairly turgid so you just hope that that trend got to continue getting into the game absolutely and to be fair on that last season we won eight in the bounce and I was kind of I would, there was still doubt there was huge doubt going in we, we just wanted to because you saw how we were playing yeah, it was yeah. terrible you, uh, were, you were getting away with stuff absolutely you know absolutely so it's totally different this season um, we had a wee hiccup at the start and I think we just kick on for here get the bodies in is a big thing get, keep this depth keep this momentum going and being able to freshen up the squad and on that point I think I think that's just kind of where we are it's just going to be a close season this season mm-hmm. that's just kind of what I've, I've resigned myself to is that mm. I think what both teams have been beaten already for example which is quite unusual for Celtic mm-hmm. Rangers to play each other point, so yeah. early in the season yeah. both teams have been beaten you know they're still trying to make their way in Europe this game comes along it would be a great game just to put a marker down just to say look last season was a we're back so that, that that's just all I'm hoping for I, I think we'll have a considerable lead in this league by 2022 I do I've heard a few saying by New Year I, but I know I hope he's had right odds. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Right. So obviously, um, yeah, we announced the signing of uh, Joseph Juranovic uh, this weekend. I'm quite happy about that. More depth in that position. One of the things I was mentioning earlier on when we were talking about Greg Taylor is that, you know, I'm kind of looking at, there's not been much mention uh, of a left back. I know, um, there's not a lot of cover. Other than other than skills. And I, but the thing is, apparently he's more suited to playing 
in the back line centre half so I'm a wee bit worried about that at the moment I still think that that's a position yeah. we really need to kind of get sorted Absolutely. He, he seems to be maybe an Ange type player where he's got a lot of versatility mm-hmm. and I'm always a wee bit kind of worried about that because it's like I'm almost good at everything but I'm not really good at anything <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah. kind of thing. so but that doesn't seem to be the case he's well quoted you know I saw him I actually caught a bit of their game on Thursday night there uh, and scored his goal and all that kind of stuff he actually seemed to be playing more on the wings more of a, an attacking force right, okay. than, than he was you know in that left back position but that was just how he's, mm-hmm. he always ended up mm-hmm. up top I would like to see more competition in there for sure with a traditional yeah. you know, left back that can play the inverted role that, that Taylor's playing to get back to your question about who's going out why is Bolling going out of that door yeah. yep. but he's then never it, going to play he's never going to play but then also we're not going to get rid of him in, in, case, no cover. Uh, aye, in yeah. case someone uh, something happens to Taylor and so that's, that's so the, the two go together I'd absolutely. like to see more activity in the left back one coming in yeah. and ball and goalie going out another position for me and it's been spoke about uh, the move for Christian Lovrich at uh, left wing I actually think that would be still quite a worthwhile signing mm-hmm. I think we've got plenty of depth in the middle we seem okay in the right with a bad in Forest. I'd like to see a bit more in the left in my opinion what's your view on that I think when either a bad or Forrest play in the left you see that we probably do need that and whilst Christie can fill in there Arfuriashi has shown uh, you know he's adept at doing it mm-hmm. they are just filling in I don't think that's yeah. permanent positions yeah. for them yeah. you know Christy it always kind of annoys me when Christy plays off the left or, or the right because he's just a central player for me I think you just need to make your peace with the fact that I understand why any manager would want him in the team because mm-hmm. it's just the way that he plays the game mm-hmm. I think playing him centrally just offers you so much more the entire left hand side you know left wing left mid, left back, whatever term you want to use, inverted left full back, we need more options, mm-hmm. most definitely. And the, the signing of Juranovic, I think, fits exactly the profile of signing I had hoped for at the start of the season. Yeah. An experienced player who is proficient at the level that we need him to play at, you know, that kind of Europa League level, playing for a, a, a good side in, in leisure, Croatian internationalist at 26, just ready to come in his peak years. That's the type of signing that we've needed mm-hmm. for the past few years and not really made. And you've mentioned that their peak years. For me, this has been a, a brilliant a brilliant season in the sense that all the signings all seem to be around about the age of 26. We're not taking on projects. You know, and that, I think that's positive. Yeah. The, the, there'll be bits of that peppered around. Well, Abad Maybe is the, the obvious one. But, course, I, I, but, but he isn't really a project because he's come in and started. Just, yeah, just had yeah. it. Um, but I think you can see most of them are about that 26 level. Yep. So you're going to have to have that you know, Andrews came in and said, "You know, do your money ball if you want, kind of thing." But it's going to be ropey, mm-hmm. you know, because I need to teach young guys and all that stuff. But if I bring an experienced guys, they're going to pick it up quick, and we can get you know stuff done, and then we can start to do more project based stuff, maybe in January, maybe next year, all that kind of stuff. Did you hear his comments about the J League? Oh yeah, did yeah. I? Yep. Aye. That's that's positive for me as well. You know, I, I mean, I think our naivety towards that that side of the world and the players that are playing there um, has only been proven wrong in the sense that Furuhashi's done so well already and I'm interested to see who else we can bring over and and, you know give an opportunity to seen a lot of chat yesterday about uh, Griffiths going and Nisbet coming back I think it was Peter Martin actually it's fairly lazy journalism I think I don't think there's much to it I'd like it to happen Griff can just go the the, the thought the thought of that you know, Juranovic coming in, the potential of skills, and then Greek boy Gio, Gio Marcus, is it? Yeah. yeah. From Venlo, who would be a different type of striker mm-hmm. to what we've got, even to Nisbet if he did come in. And like an Ajeti, like a good Ajeti kind of guy. Aye, aye, aye. An Ajeti with movement. Um, so that would be 
a welcome yeah. transfer window, but we said that about the last transfer window. Our, our last summer's transfer window, we know how that turned out. But I think I think last year's transfer window, I think, again, maybe a wee bit naive on our side, is that we didn't actually have as much depth as we, we thought. And then we got a few injuries at the start of last season. It didn't Not, take much for the depth to be exposed because uh, then you realised who the guys were that didn't want to be there. This, yeah. this is the, the logic behind my Edward stance. Mm. You move Eddie on, you can sign Lovic, you can sign the Greek boy, you can sign... Henri mm-hmm. as well. You can mm-hmm. get three guys in for Eddie, so there's a lot of bang for your buck there. Apparently, that's not dead in the water. Yeah, uh, yeah. as as one suggested as well. So I'd seen, I'd seen that was dead. I've but, not seen any more. But, but if I put that to you, if I could swap you Eddie for those three guys, would you say Eddie goes? I don't. <laughs> Come on, I love Eddie. I, I, I'd stand and say no there. <laughs> <laughs> really, I, yeah. all, all the depth that gives you, I know, all the options, I know, you know. I know. I'm just I'm a, I'm a sucker for them. I've got ah. my my love for him, but I, I see the sensible side of it, James, absolutely. No, it's it's interesting. It's going to be a busy week for us, I think, in the transfer yeah. front too. Um, and, you know, it's everything's just setting us up well. So far, all the signings have, have, have hit the ground running and it's it's very interesting to see. Starfelt, obviously, what, what we've said, you know, there's a few dubious about him. I still think give him more composed centre-half in the likes of someone like Julian, although not taking anything away from young Welsh, to be honest. Welsh has been great. Welsh has been absolutely brilliant. I actually think it's been more Welsh looking after Starfield in some of yep. the games. But I just think a bit more composure uh, um, and a bit more of um, an experienced player than Julian alongside Starfield. You maybe see him settle down a wee bit. He's maybe probably trying to think to himself that I'm the older player here. Yep. I'll take him under my wing. I've got the button. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that maybe calms down, but we'll see what happens. Um, so obviously guys it's, it's been an incredible um, month of August so far and I hope we can sign, sign off with uh, two victories this week I'll take the defeat if we still go through against Hartmark mm-hmm. but um, yeah it's been it's been great so far for me it's been an absolute pleasure hosting this week again I'm looking forward to be back on the show as well a big thanks to yourself Myth and James for joining me on today's show and as always uh, our thanks to you guys for listening to if you're enjoying what we do please continue to support us by sharing this episode with anyone you think that will enjoy it and remember you can now find links to all our podcasts podcasts, blogs and social media at theCelticExchange.com. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next week. Podcast Network.